Bismillah wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah wa sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sallam tasliman kathira. We return and continue to the book of Az-Zuhdi wa Raqaiq. Al-Bahr al-Raqaiq, afwan fi Az-Zuhdi wa Raqaiq, did Dr. Ahmed Farid. The Sea of Tranquility, uh, again speaking about different topics in relation to being successful with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and gaining the health of this heart, this heart of ours, which is the most important vessel, as the Prophet has said, in order to be successful on the Day of Judgment. SubhanAllah. We continue, and through the the writings of the author, where he says, uh, commenting about the hadith that we spoke about in our last lesson, uh, about... That the three, that their hearts would not be affected by betrayal and affected by deception and affected uh, by الحقت, uh, different diseases. And we spoke about those three individuals. He says, طهر قلبه من الخيانة والدخل والشر ولا يتخلص العبد من الشيطان إلا بالإخلاص لقول الله تعالى إلا عبادك منهم المخلصين فهي the author he draws our attention to the verse in the Quran where Allah سبحانه وتعالى says speaking and telling us that the shaitan would not be able to overcome who when the shaitan he conversates with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ala, in the way that befits his majesty he tells him after the shaitan he asks the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to mislead and misguide us to mislead and misguide us and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala replies to him, Go forth. But you will not misguide who? You will not misguide who? Obviously the shaitan, he knew. Who were the ones that would be successful? Who were the ones that would be safeguarded? From the different deceptions of the shaitan, the different tricks of the shaitan, and they are many. The ones that are what? Here, mukhlasin, the ones that are sincere towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And again, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala here, He didn't specify the abundance of amal. He didn't specify the abundance of action. Rather, He specified the one that is sincere in His actions towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For here, this is another dalil. This is another proof to show us, subhanAllah, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, my brother in Islam, my sister in Islam, is looking for sincerity. He is looking for sincere, sincere believers, ones that are attentive, ones that are weary of their actions towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's why from the highest pillars of Iman is Al-Ihsan. Is Al-Ihsan, as we said again, is al-ihsan, perfection in, in action, 
or perfecting one's action towards whom? Towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As the Prophet he told us in Hadith Jibreel, in this Hadith where Jibreel alayhi salam, he came. What is Ahsan? To worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as if you can see him and if you can't, know that he sees you. This is the greatest level. The greatest level when we are bringing forth actions towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because my brother and sister in Islam, from the greatest tests in this dunya, is that you would be hindered of the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even though you might think you're on the path. And there are many verses that prove that. And we're going to go through them inshallah. If you're not checking yourself all the time and checking your sincerity, then subhanallah, uh, the outcome can be disastrous. Subhanallah. For this, uh, this ayah, it tells us in Surah Al-Hijj that Work towards sincerity, my brother. Work towards sincerity because sincerity would be the reason that you are successful on the day of judgment. Where he says, the author, وَيُرَى أَنَّ أَحَدَ الصَّالِحِينَ كَانَ يَقُولِ نَفْسِي أَخْلَصِي تَتَخَلَّصِي That he tells us that some of, or one of the pious predecessors and the righteous in the past, he said a beautiful statement, and he's summarizing uh, this meaning. He said what? أَخْلِصِي تَتَخَلَّصِي يعني talking to the soul, talking to one's soul, to one's heart, talking to himself as a believer, he's speaking and admonishing his own nafs. He's saying what? أَخْلِصِي Become sincere. What is the result? تَتَخَلَّصِي you, you, you will free yourself. You will free yourself uh, from what? You will free yourself from the, uh, the result of being unsuccessful. And you will free yourself. You run away from all the different deceptions that come with being insincere. Subhanallah. Akhlisi tatakhallasi. He says then, وَكُلُّ حَظُّ مِنْ حُثُوظِ الدُّنْيَا تَسْتَرِيحُ لَهُ النَّفْسِ وَيَمِينُ إِلَيْهِ الْقَلْبِ قَلَّ أَمْ كَثُرُ إِذَا تَطَرَّقَ إِلَى الْعَمَلِ تَكَدَّرَ بِهِ صَفُّهُ وَزَالَ بِهِ إِخْلَاصُهُ وَالْإِنسَانِ مُرْتَبِطٌ فِي حُثُوظِهِ مُنْغَمِصٌ فِي شَهَوَاتِهِ فَقَلَّمَا يَنْفَقُ فِعْلٌ مِنْ أَفْعَالِهِ وَعِبَادَةٌ مِنْ عِبَادَاتِهِ عَنْ حُظُوظٍ وَأَعْرَادٍ عَاجِلَةٍ مِنْ هَذِهِ الْأَجْلَاسِ فَلِذَلِكَ قِيلَ طُوبَى لِمَنْ صَحَتْ لَهُ خُطْوَةٌ لَمْ يُرِدْ بِهَا إِلَّا وَجْهَ اللَّهِ Subhanallah He says here the author that the natural disposition the natural disposition of the soul, the nafs, is that it leans and it merges towards more often, okay, uh, yani being in this deceptive state, 
okay, and that even, even the one that uh, could be of uh, high quality as a Muslim, they can also be mixed in this transition or can be caught up in the transition, the transition of becoming insincere. And the creation of man and insan as we said the creation of man he is always prone to be closer to his shahawat drawing closer to his shahawat to his desires it's very rare it's very rare that a person does not have these inclinations, does not have these feelings, does not have this as his natural sense of, of being. We are all fighting, my brother and sister in Islam. My brother and sister in Islam, we are all fighting. At times you may become sincere or more sincere than others, but the diseases of the heart are plentiful. The diseases of this dunya are plentiful. When you first started to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you might have had less disease in your heart. Or there might have been more disease in your heart and you are less diseased today. But as we're going to learn the different types of hearts, there are different types of hearts as Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah, the great scholar Ibn al-Qayyim and others have categorized. And as the Salaf and as the Sahaba have spoken about as well, categorized these hearts. But this is our inclination, my brother. As we said before, my sister in Islam, we are prone to love what's in this dunya. As we know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He tells us in the Quran, وَمِنَ النِّسَاءِ that زُيِّنَتْ لَنَا حُبُّ الشَّهَوَاتِ That the shahawat have been have been made beautified, have been beautified for us. From what? من النساء والبنين والقناطير المنقنطرة من الذهب والفضة والخيل سبحان الله that everything, a lot of different things that Allah سبحانه وتعالى described that we have an inclination towards luxury. We love it. We love luxury, my brother and sister in Islam. سبحان الله, we love luxury. We love an easy life. Everyone would rather drive a late model car, a 2022, okay, model car, than to drive a 1980s car, one that has power, power, power options, one that has air condition, one that has all the fancy uh, yani, uh, buttons and knobs and turns and different things. The luxury, we, we love luxury. The soul feels at ease when it's in a luxurious state. Don't you get that twisted. And don't say that you don't. The Prophet ﷺ, he didn't sleep, he didn't lay on a mat of straw to show you, to show you that luxury is not something that uh, yani is sought after. Actually, to the contrary, he did. He did. The Prophet ﷺ loves luxury. The Prophet ﷺ, he loves luxury, but not the luxury of this dunya. 
Not the luxury of this dunya, my brother and sister, understand? Because the luxury of this dunya is usually coupled with deception. Is usually coupled with deception. Is usually coupled with wasting time. Is usually coupled with rem- uh, forgetting to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Is usually coupled with haram wal muharramat. Is usually coupled with uh, not lowering the gaze. Is usually coupled with taking riba. Is usually coupled with whatever the shaitan wants from you to be occupied in. But the Prophet being the Prophet that he was, he didn't want you not to have luxury. He wanted you to have the best of luxury, the luxury of the Akhirah. The luxury that no eye has seen and no hand has touched and no mind can understand. That's the luxury he wanted for you. When Umar radiallahu anhu, he cried. When he saw the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, the kings, the kings and princes of Rome and Persia, they see the recline upon pulpits, chairs and pulpits of gold and fudda and silver. And you, O Prophet of Allah, you're laying on the floor and we can see the marks. What did he reply to, the, to Umar radiallahu anhu? He said, O Umar, isn't it enough that they, Allah has given them this dunya? And for me and you is the eternal akhirah. For me and you is the eternal abode, the eternal paradise. Subhanallah, the understanding of the Prophet We run and rush towards this dunya. We are weak, my brother. We, our bodies are inclined toward this, are inclined towards the luxurious life. Now, no one is saying that you can't have a luxury. You can't have things that are luxurious. But that luxury should not take you away from the fundamental things that you must do with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's something we must understand. That's something we must understand. The luxury of this dunya should not take you away from your salat. The salat that the Prophet ﷺ found luxury in when he said to Bilal, Arihna ya Bilal. Free us, O Bilal, from what? From the despicable dunya. From the irrelevant dunya, from the despicable dunya, from the fitan of the dunya, from the lie of the dunya, from the deception, al-ghurur. The lie of the dunya. He said to Bilal, Arihna. Free us. Now, today we are saying what? We are saying, Arihna min salat When the salat comes, Arihna. Internally, subconsciously, the nafs, this same nafs that is drawn towards luxury, Subhanallah. Subhanallah. How do you compare between a, 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 a generation, a generation, that lived that lived with the greatest man to ever touch or set foot on this earth a man that described Jannah as if it was in front of him and men and women that followed his way they followed his way with no question and mourned him after his death and pass and waited for the day to return to meet him and be with him and obviously return to Allah the Great.
with a generation that religion has become a habit and religion has become uh, something of recreation and religion has become a story of stories and the Prophet's stories and messengers' stories have become stories to uh, you know, gain attention and wow and yay and that was so beautiful when in reality they, our pious predecessors took, took them, took them took these stories of the prophets and the messengers, they took them as absolute manuals steering and living their life. How do you compare? How do you compare between this quality of people? It's, it's very hard, subhanAllah. We are constantly, constantly drawn towards the dunya. We are constantly drawn towards the lights and the flashes and the turn of technology and the turn of innovation. We are constantly, constantly taken in by this. And more and more for us and our youth and the likes, we are seeing less and less of a concentration and an importance and a love for this religion, uh, unfortunately. But rest assured, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised his believers success and Allah would always choose and pick and raise and bring up a generation that loves Allah and loves the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yani more and more subhanallah may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yani make us from them and guide us yani to be from these people subhanallah And that's why he said, the author, at the end of this paragraph, he said, that's why it was said, Tuba liman suhat lahu khutwah, lam yurid biha illa wajhallah. Allahu Akbar. Listen to this. That it was said for my pi- our pious predecessors, glad tidings, Tuba liman suhat lahu khutwatun, lam yurid biha illa wajhallah. Glad tidings to the one, this, this great righteous uh, man in this statement, Tuba. Glad tidings to you, yani, yani, you are successful, yani, I put my hat down to you. I put my hat down to you if it is the, the case with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Tuba liman sahat lahu khutwatun. Glad tidings. Glad tidings to the one that one, one, Action, one saying, one thing with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was accepted and it was really written for him or her that it was for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only. And this is to show you, show you the emphasis, my brother and sister in Islam, to show you the importance that only if one action, one action, my brother and sister in Islam, if it was really written for the sake of Allah, then that action by itself, that is the greatest success from the greatest successes that you may have on the day of judgment. And I want you to dissect it with me. Because my brother and sister in Islam, when you are bringing forth something towards Allah the Great, the Merciful, the Majestic, the All-Knower, the All-Hearer, the one that has 99 mercies left, and waiting for us on the day of judgment for the followers of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the followers of Tawheed for one action to be rendered 
or to be made accepted with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment for you to see that, for that to be accepted by Allah, then you are from the successful. You are from the successful because many actions are going to be brought forth. Many actions will be brought forth that we spoke prior, starting with the mujahid, starting with the alim, starting with the reciter, the one that used to recite the Qur'an. These will be from the first forefront that we brought forward on the day of judgment. And it will be said, take them into the hellfire for you have lied. You did this because you wanted to be known to be courageous. You did this because you wanted to be known for your alim. You did this because you wanted to be known for your voice. Or you did this because you wanted to be known for your sadaqah. And you gave money. Jawad, Kareem. My brother and sister in Islam, I'm, I'm trying to paint a picture for you here. I'm trying to paint a picture for you here. That sincerity is great. But it is not an easy thing. Especially in to stay constant. And to continue upon that path. And unfortunately, this concept and understanding of being sincere towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has... And he ran away from a lot of us and has moved through the cracks. Your sincerity is more needed than the abundance of your amal. Remember that. Remember that, my brother and sister in Islam. This was the path of the pious. For he says, the author, فَالْإِخْلَاصُ تَنْقِيَةُ الْقَلْبِ عَنِ الشَّوَائِبِ كُلِّهَا قليلها وكثيرها حتى يتجرد فيه قصد التقرب فلا يكون فيه باعث سواه والشيطان قد يحاصر العبد ويحبط له كل عمل ولا يكاد يخلص له عمل واحد وإذا خلص عمل واحد فقد ينجو به العبد Subhanallah. Here the author is drawing our attention to another important point. Continuing from the meaning. That ikhlas, ikhlas, my brother and sister in Islam, it is to free the heart from anything else that would be in between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Small or large. And that way the heart would be free layer by layer يتجرد فيه قصد التقرب that the heart would be uh, يعني more closer and sincere towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and there will be nothing in this heart wanting anything else besides Allah and that the shaitan he will try, the shaitan, he will try to come from every single way to try to destroy, destroy your amal, to destroy your actions with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How? 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 How can this be? There are many ways, my brother and sister in Islam. There are many ways, my brother and sister in Islam. At the end of the day, your 
action could be mixed with many different intentions. Even though an action might start for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it can be mixed into another intention or a mixed, mixed for another reason, for another gain. And the shaitan, he has many ways of doing so. And from the simplest and most common ways is our actions become uh, yani for the sake of al-madah, for the sake of praise. And this happens a lot. Even though we don't say it on the tongue, but uh, yani actions become, when they become known to people, more than be- they become known to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then this is when the problem starts to occur. This is when the mixing of intentions starts to happen. For we need to be weary of this. We need to be weary of this. My brother and sister in Islam, the topic of ikhlas is not being remembered here and in many of the books of the ulama in order to cause your anxiety. That's not the cause. That's not the reason. The goal from this topic is not that you go away and question yourself so much that you become in such an anxiety that you become depressed. No, 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 no. Inshallah, bi'idnillah, the ikhlas, when it is made sincere towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, inshallah, we leave it there. We leave it there. Yes, constant check of it is something that was the way of the Salaf, the way of our pious predecessors, as we will come to know. But the renewing of intention is not something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Prophet spoke about in order to cause your anxiety. Rather for you to understand and be aware that it is an easy thing that your intention can be mixed up and gone astray. And therefore, it becomes for a different purpose. And that's something we need to uh, yani, always keep track of. Subhanallah. For he says here, highlighting some statements of the Salaf, he says, وَقِيلَ لِلْإِمَامِ سَهْلِ He says, أَيُّ شَيْءٍ أَشَدَّ عَلَى النَّفْسِ It was asked to one of the pious predecessors, it was asked to him, that what is from the greatest or from the harshest, harshest things upon the soul? Look, look what they used to ask, subhanAllah. I want to ask you a question. Yani the last time, last time you, you, you message your local shaykh, huh? dal, dal, uh, yani dal shaykh, you had him on speak dal or you spoke to someone that you uh, deemed to be knowledgeable, When's the last time you asked about your soul? When's, when's the last time you asked about the condition of your soul, your nafs? The condition of how to make your nafs better? Hmm? Listen to what they're asking this great imam. What is the hardest thing that the soul is, it finds it hard to bear? Yani, subhanallah. Even the questions from the people that gave questions in those times, Wallahi, that was scholarly. That was scholarly, my brother and sister in Islam. Today, subhanAllah, don't get me wrong. And wallahi, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to take care of all our hardships. But a lot of the time, my brother and sister in Islam, we come to the shaykh or the da'i 
or you know our local masjid, or even we speak to uh, the experts via the internet, etc. We ask questions that only gain what is what is gain what we can gain in this dunya. What we can gain in this dunya, subhanallah. We ask about, uh, you know, is this haram? Uh, is that haram? Is that halal? Can I do this? Can I do that? Can I ask this? Can I do that? What can I gain? I want to buy this. I want. But subhanallah, look at what they're asking this imam. What is the, from the harshest things? Upon the heart, upon the soul, what 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 comes and gives it to any a hardship? And obviously, the reply, فَقَالَ الْإِخْلَاصُ. He says what? He says الإخلاص, sincerity towards Allah subhanahu wa taala. Sincerity towards Allah subhanahu wa taala. He didn't say this great Imam. He didn't say. To have an abundance of amal, he didn't say to have, uh, yani to uh, 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 memorize the Quran. He didn't say to memorize, uh, yani a hadith. He didn't say he didn't say, which all those uh, things are important. But what was the hardest thing upon the soul? Sincerity, my brother in Islam. Sincerity, my sister in Islam. Because with correct sincerity. With correct sincerity and obviously correct azimah, correct will and strong will, then at the end of the day, yani your path towards doing whatever you want to do becomes easier because you have the uh, a sincere, uh, uh, yani a sincere start towards Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. So he finishes. He says what? He says he says إذا ليس لها عفوا. He says إذ ليس لها فيه نصيب. What did he say? And obviously when we're speaking about these great imma, uh, uh, these great ulama, these are the uh, ulama, these are our ulama that we take from, these are the ones that erected for us our religion and brought, for, brought it forth to us today. He said what? He says why? Why is al-ikhlas something that is from the hardest things? He says why? Because the soul, the soul itself the soul itself, it's originally or by default doesn't have much of a grip upon it. Doesn't have much of a grip upon sincerity. It's something that must be stri- striven for. You must strive. You must strive to attain sincerity. It's the greatest element with Allah. You're not going to get it in the mail. You can't order it online. You can't click a button and have it at your front door. My brother and sister in Islam, it must be worked for. Sincerity must be gained. And there are ways. There are ways that sincerity is gained. And inshallah, we will go through those different ways, inshallah, uh, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us time. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep us sincere. And also it was said, فَالنَّفْسِ تُحِبُّ الظُّهُورِ وَالْمَدَحِ وَالْرِيَاسَةِ وَتَمِيدُ إِلَى الْبَطَالَةِ وَالْكَسَلِ And here, subhanAllah, a great statement that the author, he says that the soul, it was created to love to be seen and to love to be praised 
and to love leadership. And it inclines, inclines towards laziness. Towards laziness. Subhanallah. My brother and sister in Islam, the points that we are speaking about for the one that has a heart that is open is absolute gold. Many brothers and sisters are asking, why am I not successful with Allah? Why is it that I don't feel anything with Allah? Why is it that I cannot continue upon this path? Why, why, why? Go back to the fundamentals, my brother and sister in Islam. Go back to A. Go back to the start of the race. Did you start with the correct tools? Were your... Were the tools that you have, were they correct, were they right? Or do they need sharpening? The sincerity with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, being sincere and directing your intentions towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would always give you the strong and correct and right path to start with. But if you start in your insincere, you will look back many years later or at a time after and realize that the start of the equation was not correct. The start of the equation was not correct. Or even, as we said, if the start of the equation was correct, many diseases have entered the hearts. Many diseases have entered the hearts. Now they need to be fixed. And there needs to be a continuous maintenance of the condition of one's heart. I leave you with two statements. قال أيوب تخلص النياتي على العمال أشد عليهم من جميع الأعمالي I leave you with this statement and one more. He says, he says that to perfect or to renew one's intention and to make one's intention sincere for Allah is greater and harder upon the ones that are doing it than it is to gain an abundance or to do any type of action with Allah. And also it was said ikhlasu sa'ah najatu al-abad walakin al-ikhlas aziz and this by itself my brother in Islam is enough to finish with where it was said that to be to be sincere to be able to dominate your sincerity to be able to take hold and purify your sincerity for an hour in your life the result that it is that you have, you have saved yourself for eternity. But, وَلَكِنْ aziz. But, in reality, sincerity is a hard matter. أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم فاستغفروا إنه هو الغافر الرحيم والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته